0: What's up, It's Arnold Taylor, CEO of SCMG. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Club Bastard.
2: All right, so we got Arnold Taylor, South Coast Music Group, jumping off the porch with us. What's up today, brother? What's up, what's up, what's up? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Um, Definitely a pleasure having you on the porch. feel like it's been long overdue, um, you know, you've been doing a lot of major things um, in the music industry and so it's you know, just great to have you here to be able to share some light, you know, and give you your flowers as well as, you know, you to be able to share some game, you know, to our audience in terms of, um, you know, the behind the scenes exactly. of, of the industry and things like that.
0: Nah, I appreciate it, bro. You know, it's always good to get them flowers early. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs>
2: sure, man. You know, we got to, man, we, you know, we got to give people their flowers, man. Like, you know, while it's present, while everything is happening and not waiting until it's like a legacy type facts. of situation, man. Facts, so,
0: facts, facts, um, facts. You've been down from day one. So, I mean, you know, anything you need from me from day one, we've been, we've been rocking. So, yeah, i, yes, I, I always going to come back to the original mom and pop. Right. You know?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, so all right, man, let, let, let's get started, man. 22 years of experience in the music industry.
0: Right. Man, yeah, can, old, can you
2: tell us about that? Like, where you, where you even got started?
0: Man, geez, you know, how much time you got? <laughs> I'm, I'm what you call a real OG, you know what I mean? So, but I take that in pride, you know? It's like, for me, man, it's, it's 22 years. I thought it was longer than that. You know, because of, of me starting from a record store when I was in high school, out of high school, you know, I worked with my godfather at a record store, Shazada out of musics. Shout out to Jack Gordon, too. He passed away uh, just recently, you know, um, but gave me a lot of insight on how to, how to build structure, a street kid from, you know, Charlotte and, and you know, ties to Miami, just, just, just had a structure being built. But I got into the game just by doing retail, man. And from music, you know, in, in, into a record pool. Okay. So from street teams, record pools to retail, that's really what was popping at at, at back in those days. It wasn't like now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so I started, man, like young, young in the game, bro. So I've done every single thing you can do in the game, like from all aspects, to get here to a label. Mm. You know?
2: Okay. And you from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
0: Right, right. And
2: I know you wear that with with, with pride. That's a badge of honor.
0: <laughs> nah, nah. I and mean, listen, man, my pops from Miami, my mom's from Charlotte, but Miami is always my second home. You know what I mean? So, so me, I rep Carolina, like like a Brooklyn, like uh, cats Harlem, you know, in Queens, rep New York. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I think at the end of the day, you know, I I've always. Stayed in my in my career. Even when I moved to New York and LA and everywhere else, it was always like I'm the guy from the Carolinas. You know what I mean? And I didn't even say Charlotte. You're not from Charlotte. I was I would say I'm the guy from New Carolina because to me I was I wanted to tie the whole Carolinas into it because it was like a melting pot of of of, of cousins mm-hmm. all together from Charlotte to Raleigh to Greensboro to Fayetteville to South Carolina, which is Columbia, Charleston, and Greenville. So. Um, i rep carolina i i can't do nothing in miami you know what i mean miami's in miami mm-hmm. you know but uh we got some plans on going back and doing some stuff but but to me carolina is what i've been repping from day one even in new york man from breaking records that melvin pot would always transcend to other places so i stay true to where i'm from okay
2: and uh can you tell us what it was like growing up in charlotte you know
0: for me it was slow bro because um it was fun you know charlotte's an amazing place you know when i was younger i I think it was probably a little bit too slow for me, because I've always had a fast mentality. I talk fast, I move fast. You know, I ain't the re- I ain't the regular like you know, melodic or 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 dragging out. You know, kids in the south. You know, not that we're not intelligent, because we are. But I think that um, it was just the way I was moving. bro. I always had a real East Coast vibe. I always you know could to go deal with a cat from anywhere and relate, black or white, whatever. It didn't really matter. So. I think that, that it was slower for me from before because I was just so eager and ready to go. Mm-hmm. My mom would tell you, I was the kid that was, you know, I'm going to be successful at, at seven years old. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Crazy ideas, entrepreneur wise. Not even thinking about the music business, you know. So, so I think from, for me, man, Carolina is, is the place, one, to saved my life. Mm-hmm. But it was a little slow for me back in the days, but I grew up. Mm-hmm. and I grew into the city and I realized it was a void in the city mm-hmm. so my my plan was not to be a small fish in a big city even though I was gonna play with the big city was to to take over my market and really put an imprint on my market mm-hmm. okay
2: and what kind of kid were you like were you were you in the sports were you more like in the books
0: like what was that, your vibe and that I hope. I hope I still got the J you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and everybody talk about their stories in blacks and all this mm-hmm. and that and no, I played high school you know, and I should have probably should have played college, you know. But I, I mean, you know, I'm six feet on a good day. I might have been 140 pounds back then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was I was at some point, you got to realize, like, sports kept me out of trouble for my brother, my older brother, like keep me in sports all throughout my childhood to keep me out of trouble, keep me out of the streets, mm-hmm. you know, but but basketball and in sports in our community is really just a way of life and a way to get out of your environment. Just to you know get that coaching and get that 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 love and family that people don't even realize how much sports has done for me mm-hmm. just in this this business right here, you know so I think that 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 playing sports was 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 very 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 like you know instrumental in my life, mm-hmm. but yeah, I hoop and I hoop and I thought I was going pro, but you know who don't right? right <laughs> yeah i think when we coming
2: up we all think we we gonna make it to the league or we gonna rap or or, or sing or something like that we all
0: nah, no not mm-hmm. real talking i never wanted to be an artist so for me it was just like i'm a true gemini you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh may 22nd you guys mm-hmm. want to see my birthday gift but i but i think i'm just big on i'm big on challenging myself okay. you know what i mean how's I gonna make the team mm-hmm. <clears throat> it didn't matter if it was if, if it was seven, few guys out there, I'm making the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My challenge was, uh, was the, uh, a challenge that got his side, you know what I mean? Or, or, or go crazy, because mm-hmm. me, it's just the determination of, of accomplishing something that I never accomplished before. Mm-hmm. That's been my mindset from day one, you know? So, but I also knew, like, I ain't that good to go nowhere, no further than this, though, you know what I mean? I can get a scholarship, but how far am I gonna take it? So at some point, you gotta realize, well, this is fun and it's got me to this point but now it's time to do something else, you know, and that's what I did.
2: Okay. Um, uh, at what age did you jump off the porch?
0: Oh man. I've been off the porch all day. <laughs> and all night. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, my whole life I've been off the porch, you know what I mean? That's my mom, you know. I I think for me, you know, off the porch for me is like is I got one chain tucked in, I got one chain tucked out. You know what I mean? Because I can go corporate. I can go with the hoodest dude in the world, you know what I mean? And I'm comfortable with my own skin. That's what off the porch is for me because I can, I can go back on the porch too, you know what I mean? And button it up. But I say I've I've been off the porch my whole life is because I've always lived in uncomfortableness. I've never ever stayed comfortable. Mm -hmm. I work better when I'm uncomfortable. Most people in the world don't like being uncomfortable. I like being comfortable in my life, my personal life. But when it comes to business, I like staying uncomfortable. Because I think it, it keeps your drive and it keeps you from not being, being complacent and jaded. So I've been off the porch. I, I, I jump back like on the porch, but I, you know, the two people, Gemini, one is off the porch and one's on the porch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so, so jumping back into the music, um, we know you're the founder of South Coast Music Group um yeah. now i was I, I think i heard somewhere that like that actually started out as a marketing company right yeah it did that's
0: what it was you know the record pool was taylor record pool and then i started south coast music group and i mean to interrupt sorry, you
2: but can you explain for the people that, that that don't know uh exactly what a record pool is because i believe that's a term that people might not even nah, be man, up on
0: age myself you know the record pool is it's like if you're a dj in the city um, you're gonna get the latest, hottest vinyl from me. Vinyl mean the old school, like not, not, not 45, but, but, but really 12 inch vinyl. That's what DJs had back in the days, before all this digital you know, era came about. But instead of you going to the store, you would join a record pool, which is like a disc jockey club. You would pay me a certain amount of money down, a certain amount of money per month. Shit, I was killing them. I think I was getting $150 down, $85 a month, I had like 150 DJs can tell me I wasn't killing it, you know what I mean? So, and I had a record store, so the labels would send me the vinyl for free. I would have to send them my charts and tell them how the songs were doing. That's how, how, how much respect they had for record pools. The artists came, we did meet and greets. So it was, it was, if you was a DJ, I would deliver your, your, your music every first of the month. You had the latest, hottest music. And whatever I didn't get, I had to store so I could also order stuff as well. So I came in the game killing it because there was two stores. It was two record pools, one in Raleigh, one in Columbia. And they was, you know, a little older than me. So they pretty much was had a lock on the Carolinas because nobody even knew the Carolinas. Think thing about the Carolinas that I want, I want to veer off is that it's two different. People don't know what's, what's the difference between North and South Carolina. That's why I always say the Carolinas, because.
2: Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
0: People say Charlotte and North or Charlotte and South, but the New York cats that's why people say North Carolina. Mm-hmm. you' from North Carolina, not from Charlotte. I always correct them you know what I mean because I cat from Raleigh, a cat from Fairville, where J. Cole's from, a cat from Greensboro went to Salem mm-hmm. you gotta you can't say you' from you know Atlanta uh, you got to claim your territory sometimes you know or you can't say you know you're from Georgia because you can be from Macon. right so to me, long story short it was it was really just just making sure that people knew about what the Carolinas was and 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 what you know it represented because a lot of people didn't identify the Carolinas Mm -hmm. as Charlotte in 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 different places so I used to always show them them from the Carolinas.
2: Okay okay so did the record stores then and, and the record pool then transition you into working at the labels or was that all sort of simultaneous like how did that come about you
0: getting into the label world? Really, a bit of both. Um, <clears throat> the record pool to me was 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 the transcendent to promotions, marketing, and marketing because I remember one day I was I was I was servicing DJs in my, my record pool that was on the radio, so they were playing records for me. People would call from a label and be like, "Yo, can you get some DJ Easy Ice to play a song for you?" And Easy was my guy. He was the main um, mixer at Power 98 in uh in Charlotte, so I would uh get him to play songs, right? And not realizing that, like, I was doing promotions and marketing, getting you know, these guys to play records for me. I can get paid for this. I can get paid for actually doing promotions and marketing. You know what I mean? It's a service. So I was like, damn, shit. And one of my, um, and somebody from the label called me one day and was like, man, can you do a, um, send me an invoice? You know, so-and-so played the record, whatever. You send me an invoice so you can get paid. You know what I mean? I'm like, invoice? the hell is that? <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. You know, so I think that, that to me it was just like, you know, I act like I knew on the phone, obviously, but then I called my guy. Yo, you asked for invoice. Yo, what's, what's up with that? You know, so he told me how to do it. And I realized, like, wow, I can make money servicing radio as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just got it to the marketing side because I was always intrigued on the concept of how to break up an artist or a song or product whatever. So the marketing was more intriguing to me mm-hmm. because I like the challenge, you know what I mean? So the record pool started South Coast Marketing. Okay. And South Coast Marketing was bigger than South Coast Music Group at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, up until five years ago, it was bigger than South Coast Music Group. But I just, you know, from radio, the digital marketing, the street team campaigns, I was doing it all because I knew the record pool wasn't gonna last forever. And I knew it would go into something else. So I'm always like to be ahead of the curve. And that's when the marketing starts.
2: Mm. OK. And so what was the first uh, record label that you um, actually worked with?
0: Oh Man, uh, Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson was the rep for uh, Columbia. Um, he was living in Atlanta and he was the rep, you know, in the Carolinas. He's always coming to, to the city mm. and have me get DJs together for him because I had to pull and I show him around. I show all the reps around. I just do the city. So, he got a job at Death Row, when Death Row was about to um, end, and no program director would talk to me, because I'm just, just here from the streets, and you know what I mean? It's like nobody was, wasn't really like, you know, back in them days, man, the PDs had on suits, they was different there, it was like college professors, almost like. I'm like, man, you know, shit, I might have had them teeth in my mouth at that point, I don't know what was going on, you know? I might have been tricked daddy all the way, you know? But I was like, They could tell I was a good kid, but but it was hard to get in. So when I talked to them about music, they wouldn't really talk to me. Mm -hmm. The DJs would, but not the program directors. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he gave me an independent regional job for Death Row on his last leg. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like phasing out, but he was going to Black Crown. Okay. So Black Crown, is where I really officially got my first job. Was you know, we had Aaliyah, we had Timbaland, we had Tang, we had Missy, Genuine. It was the, it was the best job I've ever had to this day. Mm-hmm. Barry Hankinson, her uncle, uh, shout out to Barry Hankinson and Tim. You know, that was my first job. And that's actually, probably when South Coast Music Group started, even though it, I didn't start the label, because I was still wanted to learn the game. Because mm-hmm. at Black Round I did Nick Cho and everything. I was the youngest guy there. Moved to New York, moved to LA. But I was in the studio with Timbaland a lot. Mm-hmm. And this way, in this day, man, Timbaland is super close to their friends. He's still like, I got my ears from him. You know what I mean? Like he would be in the studio talking about, hey man, you know, you hear, um, you hear that? You know, they're not in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> but, in, but eventually after being there, sun up to sun down, I realized like, damn, now I know what the pocket is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I use that term to this day to the artist because he was so far ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. From being with Pharrell and being with Devontae from C, he was just a different type of producer. Mm-hmm. To this day, he can make a track for anybody. So I got my ears from him, but Black Round was my first gig and then I, I, I stayed there for, for a while, man. Mm-hmm. I just loved it, I just loved the label. And Paris was my guy, Jackson Brown. But I like I like the independent of it, I could talk to, to Uh, Barry Hankerson, the owner, I was with, you know, Aaliyah, with Timbaland, with Tank, right with the artist and I felt like it was a family, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it wasn't like a major label where you just like, nobody really wanted to hear you speak on a conference call. Mm -hmm. They may ask you a question, but they really don't want you to say nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Over there, if you say something, that single may be out next week, so you better know what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know? So, long story short, that was my first gig and and, and probably what made me want to have the label because like I, I was like an A&R promotions mix show guy, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I had really ever really did that side, mm-hmm. you know. So,
2: how important is it um, to have that close relationship and you know with the artist and with you know the other members of your team? I mean, because you've worked in both types of situations from. An indie type of label, and then mm-hmm. you've also worked for some of the major conglomerates as no, no. well.
0: no doubt. No. I mean, I left background and work, started working for Interscope, um, but Def Jam was my next job. And to me, I never really wanted to work for a major. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get to that, I'll tell you the story. Pretty much, what I knew being independent sometimes, because I was always, I still had my record pool and marketing company at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew the name Def Jam was just powerful mm-hmm. at the time. So I knew attaching my name to that label and, and going inside and learning from like Russells and Kevin Lyles and Benny Puber uh, brought me over. Um, and to me, it was just like a great look, but I had to realize like, wow, I'm in a house that's already been built. Mm. So what I took from Def Jam is the way I try to brand South Coast Music Group, SCMG. You know, because is. I was Arnold Taylor from Def Jam for like 12 years, bro. After I left Def Jam, I was Arnold Taylor from Def Jam. Mm. In the club, they gave me bottles the whole nine. I've never seen an imprint so powerful that they didn't care if the artists with me at the club. I come in the club and they shot me out and playing songs. It's a, it had never happened again, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and from there, I went on to work, obviously, for Interscope and Republic, and my last job was at Epic, but I probably stayed working for labels longer because I, to me, I realized that it was, it, was, it was important to really learn the game fully mm-hmm. before I started my label and I went to marketing, just so I can know how to break a, break a song. But to answer your question, before I went all the way around, to me, I feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm close to my artists and I'm hands on with my artists because I see a lot of CEOs and they, and they, and they act like bosses. And they are bosses, but to me, nobody want to do the, the small work. You know, I signed a baby seven years ago, and we was in a car, I was driving, you know, on a whack planes in a whack car the whole nine, you know, and I still do that to this day. I treat my, my younger artists and my newer artists the same way I treat my superstars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just a hands on person. Because mm-hmm. the minute you're an OG and you ain't in it, you might as well get out of the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now I'm not adding that to the culture. Mm-hmm and then my ears is changing because i'm at home or i'm in you know you know it's um some fancy ass place or out of the country and seeing the world and living in my big ass house and driving cars it's easy to get get jaded but when i need to go hear like who's the next hot artist i need to be in that mm-hmm. so to me all of my artists i'm i'm close to bro i'm close mm-hmm. to their moms i talk mm-hmm. to their parents i won't sign a deal without talking to artists parents mm-hmm. you know because I can always talk to their parents. I'm dealing with kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm dealing with kids, I have to realize it ain't just about the music business. It's about their mental. It's about helping them become more financial. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we are from the streets, bro. You know, at the end of the day, if I don't help you become a better man, then the hell with the rap business, the hell with the the music business. You know what I mean? It don't Mm -hmm. mean nothing to me. You know, so I think it's bigger than, than just having a label. I'm I'm super hands-on, I'm super like tied into my artist, and I still do l- the little things which are big things to me. Yeah,
2: now that's super important because you know... <coughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, like, I won't mention any names but you know we see some of these artists some of these legacy artists that come out now 15 20 years later and they're saying that you know the ceo of their label made them sign a botched deal and now 15 20 years down the line when they don't you know have their masters or they don't you know own anything Mm -hmm. and didn't understand the contracts they were signing back then they just took the ten thousand dollars that might have been right there handed to exactly know whatever it may be um, you know so I, I just that's just super important like what you said like making sure that you're like really establishing those relationships with these artists because I mean a lot of us are from the streets like never had a real job before never yeah, signed yeah. a real contract before things like that so that's no, important
0: yeah. it's important man like me my contract is, is, is super fair you know you know you got a show and it's tight I don't want no commission mm. you know what I'm saying the managers we stand down because you know I'm artists. You act as managers as well. You know, um, I think I think a lot of a lot of times, man, we forget. Like, I'm long term. I'm really long term. I, I I never signed an artist from you know any type of viral movement or 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 any type of gimmicks. I build an artist organically mm-hmm. from scratch. So once you do that, once you play with an artist from the streets or an artist from a certain area that where we come from. It's different in our hood than it is in the suburbs. Right. I can't play with you. I can't get you a deal and take you out the hood, give you this big song, get, give you money, give you a horrible deal, drop you back off in the hood because your career didn't make it. I left you worse off than I, than you started. Mm-hmm. You got what I mean? But mm-hmm. you gonna go work for Chick-fil-A and McDonald's? You can't do no shit like that, you know? So to me, we upheld, we upheld like me and Gotti and the, the P's, which is, you know, those are the two guys that I probably respect the most, mm. you know, QC and CMG, just because I just feel like, you know, we have a lot in common, you know what I mean? Two, um, um, it's just like, if I don't teach you how to be mentally strong for this business and financially strong and pay your house off when the money coming in and, and okay, it's cool to get a car, it's cool to get some jewelry, it's cool to get things you never had, but save this for a rainy day, invest your money into some things you want to invest it into, take care of your mama. You know, we're gonna do that, we black. You know, <laughs> we black. But I think that that the label is different because what goes around comes around. And, and if you know better, you do better. You know, so what I try to do is, is, is give deals because that artist is gonna go talk to another artist. He gonna realize at some point, and you got this, I didn't get that. Hmm. And when the artist come to you and tell you that, it's too late. You already it's you already like, man, you, you shit at me, you know what I'm saying? So so I'm just big on karma, man. I just ain't I ain't never been no thief. I ain't never really rocked like that. It's just like, you know, the term street dude and and, and you from the streets in the hood, sometimes it's misconstrued mm-hmm. that you gotta do ignorant street shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that and that ain't what I do. You know, I think I think the contract is like a marriage. So if, you know, I'm cheating and I expect you not to cheat, then that's not a good marriage. You got what I mean? Right. So, the contract has got to be a trust situation because you can sign with a lot of different labels. Mm-hmm. You trusted me, though, to, to build your career. Mm-hmm. They helped you build your career as being a superstar. So, I just take that serious, man. I don't, I don't, I don't play with that.
2: Right. So, uh, speaking on Yo Gotti and uh, CMG, um, weren't you uh, like your relationship with them is uh is really tight
0: like weren't you no, a no, part no. of no doubt it was I my son I that God of the epic right right you know but but after just working with him for years and and you know just helping him with his label doing all his marketing promotions you know god is my guy you know he's probably one of the best artists i've ever worked with before just because he's so smart you know what i mean like he he absorbs and i and and the one thing i really took back from him because i was all over the world and breaking artists from all over the world mm-hmm. he didn't want to really make me say i got to go back to the career and break artists in my career before I, I get out of the business mm-hmm. because god he wouldn't sign an artist from, that wasn't from memphis mm-hmm. you know and he stood on that of course you can do it now at some point you can do whatever you know but but to me you know i only have two artists not from carolina i have shorty scott who's from atlanta um, little Shorty Scott and I have uh, Dusty Stay True. Mm-hmm. Dusty's parent, dad, is from Carolina though, so he get a little pass. <laughs> 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 but he's from New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So you know I venture out, but I wanted to make the imprint. So God, it was the one. But y'all saw I, I got epic because um, I wanted him to be bigger, man. I wanted him to be like we was doing the same clubs. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, until I get you on Jimmy Fallon, until we start doing some of those moves. Mm-hmm until you can become a CEO, because as a CEO, you're gonna make more money than you ever made as an artist. And it's proven, you know. But at the time, he was an artist, so it was hard for him to see it. Mm -hmm. But now we laugh about it. But yeah, got it, got it, was cool. I signed Cash Out at the label, cashing Out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, me and Future was close, man. Broke Future with the label. And uh, LA already knew Future from the whole Rico situation. Mm -hmm. But I knew um, the artists over there, man, Gotti was part of the closest, and we still close mm-hmm. because he just he's doing a great job with his label.
2: Did you imagine that Yo Gotti would have uh, the amount of success that he's amassed uh, to this day? Back
0: then, 110%. Like I say, he's super smart. Gotta ask you a question, like, did no artist ever ask? You know, I, I still say to this day, you know, probably my my most artist that I remember the most is probably Tank at Blackground. Nobody worked like Tank, mm-hmm. especially for R&B dude. He, Man, Tank's seen the whole world together. You know what I mean? It's my guy, Gotti, and of course Baby. And I say Baby, not to be biased, because Baby's just a different kind of dude. Super loyal. We never had any problems, man. Never had an argument over one rare cent. Never, you know, that our egos get the best of us, you know, and we keep it real. But ask that question about Gotti, is that everybody I name is still successful and still kind of they're like more like Master P type situations with Master P is the amount I respect the most. I don't think he can get his credit. I never got close to him, but God is like a Master P to where like, you know, he was doing real estate and doing shit, you know, doing shit people were not doing back in the days. He was doing stuff for his community. So I think that he would ask you a question about media base and, you know, which is the radio um, uh, format to detect who's playing your songs to show him how to read media base, he would absorb. No artist ever asked me about that. Mm. You know. So he was already like preparing himself to be a CEO. Mm. Super smart. You know, for me like, man, these cats talk slow. I thought we talk slow in the South. <laughs> but you, you got to understand, that's their demeanor. But it's like a New York cat. They take people in the South talking slow. It's like, we slow. Mm. We dumb. But he's probably one of the most intelligent cats I've seen. That's why everything he's doing right now, yes, man. I, uh, you know, I commend him, bro. he's killing it, yeah. and I I'm not even surprised, bro, because he's been that he's been that guy for a minute. Yeah, no, nah, he yeah,
2: he's been definitely killing it and it's taking it up to a whole yeah. other level. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, how did you discover the baby? How did you find him?
0: Shit. Uh, actually, man, you know Carter was, was actually um, one of the bigger rappers in Charlotte that never really made it. Never really really got a chance to really take off because he was kind of before the city. And, and he's more of like a not conscious, but more like a, a message artist, mm-hmm. you know, in a in land of dope, guns, BBLs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. So sometimes I think that if you don't hit the timing right, it's just gonna be it's gonna be different for mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, but he was the first artist in Charlotte, because Carolina people are real real silly ways to the point of. They don't want to help you unless they get on first. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure a lot of cities are the same. So Carter was like, I'm going to help you. I I want to help you with your label. He kept telling me to start a label. The marketing company was killing it. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
1: This is
2: ludicrous.
0: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
1: Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous
0: the situation,
1: like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Mm Nah, man, I got time to start on that label. I'm too busy right now. You know, because I... I wanted to start a label, and that's why I got a job at Epic, but I was like, I still feel like it was certain things I wanted to do, and time-wise, I just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. So eventually he came up and said, I'll start a label if you if you you're gonna help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're an artist, you got a lot to offer to to a lot of the, um, lot of the artists. I've never been an artist, so I can't talk about being an artist. Mm-hmm. I can talk about everything else, how to break artists, but I can't talk about being an artist. Mm-hmm. So he, he wasn't, maybe one of the first artists that I signed. I signed this like 18-year-old white girl, um, uh, Bridget Scott, high school, you know? Why the fuck I did it, I don't know. I don't know why I tried to sign some pop shit. <laughs> I think I was just like, man, I'm about to start a label. i to show him. you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've been breaking hip-hop my whole life, you know? And it's not that I was trying to get away from hip-hop. It's that I wanted to show. Sometimes you got to be careful with your, with your mind. I guess I'm a true Gemini, bro. I'm always gonna try to like push the envelope and do something I've never done before. And I didn't want to be known as the urban label. Mm-hmm. You got what I mean? I want to do respect me like as a oh, yeah. Motown and, and Def Jam and everything else. Even though they had more urban artists, they went pop and most of their music was sampled the whole nine. They was doing, Motown was doing pop back then, really though, end of the day. It just, it just wasn't calling it pop. You got me? So long story short, it's, it's, it's um, Carter was, um. Then I was one day and he like, man, you know, I had seen baby moving around the city, like just like, just doing shit. Street team-wise, old school shit, putting posters up, flyers up. And then Carter had brought him to me and asked me if I had, um, if I knew who he was. And Carter actually ended up calling him, but I had to see him in the city, just moving. So when I met with him, I just, man, I didn't know him. I just liked the way he was moving. Mm-hmm. I watched him coming to the club, but 20, 30 guys, all dressed, you know, with with baby's logo. And the smallest guy in the in the in the, in the circle was telling everybody what to do. And the presence, it was like a BMF situation. You got what I mean? So the presence was to me was 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 big because it was it was just um, crazy to see somebody who who just had that kind of power and that mindset. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it wasn't about music to me. It was about, damn. Mentally, that dude's a leader, you got me? So when I met with him and, and, I, and I met him, I heard the music. You know, the music wasn't where it's at now, but it was good enough for me to be like, okay, I can put that mind. I can get the music better. I know how to get the music right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was doing videos and the video shit, what he was doing, man, I was like, damn. Old school, new school, we collide that because your videos can bring my music vision to life, got the connections, Mm -hmm. we're gonna make it happen. And in Charlotte, I needed needed somebody that was my first artist to not be fearful of anything. You don't give a shit, I don't give a shit, bro. We both fearless. Mm -hmm. We both like listening. If it don't work, we're gonna do something else. We're gonna gonna, gonna try again. Everybody ain't good at that. Mm -hmm. Some people, they bad decisions or 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 they mistakes, or the things that don't work, it's the death of them, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I needed a leader that was going. gonna quit when I knew the going's going, when the going got tough, and he never quit. Mm-hmm. To this day, I never seen him down. Never seen him like doubting himself. That confidence for artists is everything, you know. So, you know, and listen, man, I just met him just, and as soon as I met him, I knew what it was. I was like, okay, this is this kid's a star. Yeah. Definitely know? a hardworking kid. Yeah, yeah, head star. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: that's what's up. Um, so then, what, uh, what, what like, your other artists, um, on the label, like, how have you gone about choosing, um, other artists to be on the label? Um, I heard you earlier saying, uh, that you wanted to break somebody that was, you know, in North Carolina. I feel like I saw in another interview you mentioned that you wanted all of your artists to be from North Carolina, like...
0: Well, well, Carolinas, definitely. Carolinas. because. I've already done that though right I wanted all the artists to be from I wasn't gonna sign an artist at that time unless you were from Carolina I mean the labels over seven years old you know but we we still pretty much young we haven't even hit our 10 year yet you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I wasn't gonna sign any artists that wasn't from the Carolinas right until I until I broke one from the Carolinas until I made sure that I've signed some from different areas and I've done that Mm -hmm. so now I can venture out but but to me I'm biased. Mm-hmm. You from Carolina? You hot I'm definitely gonna, <laughs> yeah, gonna give you a look because that's no different than what LA and what New York did and whatever everybody, everybody else did, and Miami did, you know, and, and Atlanta did. You know, it was hard to get a deal from somewhere else, man. You know, so to me, I'm doing the same shit Atlanta did. I'm doing the same thing other cities did. Where like I'm focusing on my craft, mm-hmm. what Gotti did in Memphis. You know yeah. what I mean? What Jack Harlow is doing now in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know what ESTG now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a movement. So. To me, man, you know, trying to go somewhere else and duplicate what's already been done, ain't, that's not exciting to me. Right. It don't intrigue me at all. You know, I'm gonna take the challenge. I ain't gonna try to find an easy way out. I don't skip steps. Mm-hmm. Every time I didn't try to skip a step, I didn't get my hand smacked. Nah, right. I don't do that, you know? So I'm cool with the, with the hard work, but um, I think now that I've, I've signed most of my artists from Carolina, now I just gotta finish breaking them. I gotta show the world because the thing about Carolina, people don't realize, like I had to paint the picture. Mm-hmm. You got rappers that can flow like Baby, there ain't nobody touching, touching them. You got J. Cole, It's a whole nother type of rapper, there ain't nobody touching them. You got a Peedi Pablo that, that, that can do whatever. Right. We was always known for R&B, Anthony Hamilton, Joe to see Fantasia, mm-hmm. but hip hop was always a void for us. We could never get it right, and nobody from outside could come in and figure out the market. You got me? So, because you might have a cat like, you know, Zack, who's who sound down south, but then you have somebody, you know, the youngin, the big mountaineer, then you got somebody that can that can sound like they're from straight up top. Yeah. Or the Midwest. Yeah. It's just, I get intrigued by that. None of my artists are the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody is totally different from the other.
2: Yeah, man, shout out Black Zach too. I heard you mention him. Oh, right Zach, man, Zach, Zach's man. crazy.
0: Yeah, Zach's man. crazy. Yeah,
2: man. But, um, can you tell us about some of the other artists um, on the label?
0: No doubt, you know, of course we got Baby, Superstar, we got uh, Tusi. Tucci, I signed Tusi three years ago, over three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, Tusi from Syracuse, New York, originally moved to Raleigh. You know, he's like nine, 10 years old. Um, just, um, you know, his manager Flip brought him to me. Um, actually, I think I met his mom first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Through somebody else. know, I got with his manager. But it's crazy because people think C is like R&B and melodic now. Tusi can rap with the best of them. I met Tusi rapping in the car doing freestyles. Mm-hmm. You know, he did his thing called Tusi Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was crazy, bro. I'm trying to give him the doom again, but he like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know, New York meets down south is what he is. Like he can come and spit with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And if you see him in the studio, he makes it so easy, like it's effortless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I think for him, man, it was it was it was. It was just like, he went melodic, but, but I signed him over three and a half years ago. And just the fact that he changed and we're still doing our thing, is what I let artists do. You know what I mean? Zach, I signed Zach the same time, around the same time I signed Baby. Zach had a feature with Dolph actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he called me to work the record, the marketing side. His boy BZ. Beazy who's like Zach's right hand man. Uh, Beazy called me, I got cool with BZ. I made him first, and they're still together to this day. And I wrote the song. I said, man, I really rock what you're doing. He was really on his masterpiece, bro. He was really like the real trapper. You know what I mean? Like run South Carolina from Columbia. He's the first artist I signed from Columbia. I wanted to have Baby and Zach at the same time, mm-hmm. a big artist from North Carolina, a big artist from South Carolina at the same time. And really tied the Carolinas all the way in together. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't break North Carolina without breaking South Carolina. You know what I mean? To me, I feel like the movement is bigger if I do that. Yeah. You know, so so Zach has been with me from day one, and, you know, he got a project coming. He's crazy. Um, I got um, Big Molly. Big Molly's from Henderson, North Carolina, female. Sign her because can't nobody rap like her, bro. Hmm. And she just spitting fire. Yeah. And she uh, ain't showing her body. She's 19, 19 years old, and just like, just, I, I'll put anybody against her. I ain't even showcased freestyling with her yet, and put on flex or whatever. But I'm gonna do it because just the way she rapped, But she, you know, she was just a raw talent developing. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop her album probably uh, on um, um, mid this mid next month. Mm-hmm. So she's she's just fired to me. Tino Season um, is another artist outside of Charlotte and Gastonia, North Carolina. Tino mm-hmm. was more he got more like a. Travis Scott, Uzi, Phil, but in his own own vibe, you know, like comes from SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and they can go some go somewhere crazy, but just just a different type. Super mature for a seventeen-year-old bro. Mm-hmm. He just graduated high school, mm-hmm. so um, and of course you know Tia Corin, mm-hmm. and Tia's Tia's dope. Tia is the you know, man, she's in the lane of Doja, Rico, Nasty. Mm-hmm. You know um the new girl doji shout out to doji at the tde i see mm-hmm. her been yeah they got it's all kind of the feel, but but tia's different because tia really from winchester Salem, north carolina which mm-hmm. is right by greensboro hour away so everybody's from different places mm-hmm. she can she can go with the best of them she can go pop she can spit with them She's japanese black and native american mm-hmm. so she, culturally she can she can kill the festival and do it mm-hmm. the whole nine and then we have uh, Dusty Stay True here from New Haven. Mm-hmm. Him and Tuesday are kind of like the same as far as melodic, but can really rap too. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like on, on that field, but Dusty's crazy. Dusty came into my guy, Mayor, and we did a partnership. And of course, uh, Shorty Scott, who I signed Shorty Scott, man, almost two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I signed him, I just, I just rocked with him. Mm-hmm. I just was online. And keep in mind, I signed mostly the artists myself. Mm. Just me on the internet or the in streets. the streets, mm-hmm. calling you myself, not an a r mm-hmm. just calling you myself. Hey man, I rock with you. I think people appreciate that because they can get the CEO on the phone. You yeah. know what I mean? And Shorty was Ronte Don't Play. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even Shorty Scott. He was a whole different artist, whole different name. Mm-hmm. Had a song going TikTok Rowley. He's, he's so, so much of a big artist, bro. Mm-hmm. 729 and, 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 and Ronte Don't Play had a growly voice. Shorty Scott high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. But everybody was trying to sign him off the single cardigan. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do the deal because I ain't finished writing a script yet. Mm-hmm. If I sign a deal and you're a TikTok artist, that's what you're gonna be known as. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not a TikTok artist, he don't even have a TikTok account. Mm-hmm. But once I paint the picture and show you he really has substance, it can really rap, mm-hmm. it really has once you get past the voice and you realize, oh wow, the voice is dope. But he's dope. Now you're gonna see what it is. I'm gonna put this album out on um, seven twenty nine. We got we got some shit. Give me E P. We got some shit, bro. And then D Young and of course you just um pretty much just got with him. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> mm-hmm. He just got with D Young and he he's my new one. His album dropped on six twenty four. Yeah. You know, uh next to Blow. He just raw, man. He's between uh Pooh Shite Steel Little Baby, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. He's just different. He just raw, you mm-hmm. know. And 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 he, but he got his own style. Mm-hmm. You know, I use comparison, but these artists got their own style. Right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. so you can kind of find out a lane to put them in, mm-hmm. but not, you know, attribute them to being like that person, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you know, we got a roster, man. We got a roster, bro. We yeah. we gonna play with them.
2: That's what's up. Now, you guys are also doing this uh, seven albums in seven weeks without, uh, campaign. That been, been done before.
0: Don't forget that part. You never been done. <laughs> never been done before. Yeah, 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 never
2: been done before. Like going hard, being aggressive with releasing these projects and these records. Like no doubt. I
0: mean, I mean, seven albums in seven weeks, man. Seven on seven. That's what we call it. Um, once again, we just want to challenge ourselves. You know, we want to do things that labels ever done before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard as hell trying to get albums cleared and producers cleared and 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 make the deadlines on each and every one of them. We're putting them through foundation. We doing straight independent ourselves, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, um, the seven artists are the seven artists that don't have a a major deal joint venture, Mm -hmm. you know? um, Zach was on Interscope. Zach's back uh, independent with me now. The same with Tia, uh, who's going through Virgin, now she's going independent. But to me was to make sure that every album dropped, Mm -hmm. you know, back to back make it a whole movement, make it a whole imprint, mm-hmm. and then I'm probably going to do it again at the end of the year. Okay. You know, and then once baby and Tusi come into play, it's nine on nine. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just want to make sure that we that we we just go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'll announce each album um, the week of, mm-hmm. just so you know what's coming. You really can dissect who it is. Mm-hmm. You really can dissect what we're building. I got to show you. I'm writing a script right now. You know what I mean? So so it's important that you see it. Everybody's in the visual, in the visual world. Mm-hmm. But the 707, you know, SMG, we always trying to, try to lead the culture and do something different. Mm-hmm. Nobody never did it before. I don't think nobody ever did three albums in the at one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I jumped out the window, I'm doing seven, yeah. and, and I'm excited about it. And I have a little John as well, and Zay, Zay the Goat, which is SCE, which is Carter's label, mm-hmm. uh, distributed through uh, SCMG. So. Um, we're gonna we gonna put little John out on the seven eight too, so okay. we we ain't gonna play with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what's up? Um, what would you say is what would you say is the most fulfilling moment um, of your career so far?
0: Oh man. Fulfilling moment, you know what's crazy, man? I am I'm, I'm I'm the guy that um, I'm the guy that lets you know things that don't happen. Those are the best moments to me. Like from being at B T or Grammys why why, you know, we didn't win an award, but we was up nominated for a lot of awards, but we didn't win the Grammy. But it's like even now and everybody probably thought we should have won it. And I don't I don't get into accolades and neither this baby or, or or whoever's in that moment. But sitting there realizing like damn, I broke this big ass artist and this, this kid's worked so hard and he's, he deserves everything that he's, he's got. And I'm just using him as an example mm-hmm. and we still got more work to do. Mm-hmm. You got know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to me, that was a pivotal moment for me to let me know like, damn, I can't get comfortable. Because mm-hmm. it means you get comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Because if we would've won a Grammy, my mentality may be a little bit different right mm-hmm. now, because I might be in the car with the Grammy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riding around with it, you know? Yeah. So stuck in the moment. So sometimes it happens to let you know, like, don't, don't get comfortable, you know what I mean? So it don't matter if you Jay-Z or Beyonce or whatever, don't get comfortable, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that was a pivotal moment because it showed me, like, we don't really control this. It's, it's measured by votes, it's measured by people. It could be timing it can be a lot of factors on what makes a superstar a hit record an accolade an award Mm -hmm. you know what makes my label take off and be the next big thing you know what makes it not take off i think i think that um that i've had a lot of great moments i just don't i just don't live in the moments of 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 what i've done already what i did last summer Mm -hmm. i live in the moments of what i got to do i celebrate my my moments on my own my kids Mm -hmm but I don't really like, I don't bathe in them. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's dangerous when you bathe in them. Mm-hmm. But I do think we as black men, we have to, we really gotta gotta take our time though. You know what I mean? And really like, damn. But I, if I get that for my kids and my family, bro, I'm, I, ain't, I don't need a war for that. Yeah. Cause I take, I take being a father way more serious than mm-hmm. being a CEO, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, but that's that's probably my pivotal moment, wow. you know?
2: So maybe that's the fulfilling moment, then, is, is you know, everything, you know, you've worked so hard over these years and, yeah. you know, the fruits of the labor, you know, have, have come and, and looking mm-hmm. at your kids, maybe that is
0: that fulfilling moment, you know? Nah, no, I, I I think so. It is. It is, you know? And I said a new kid, too. I got a uh, three-month-old, Liana Rose, a mm-hmm. new daughter. So I have three kids, you know, Morgan, who's 19, Miles. Uh, Miles is 16 and I just had a new baby. So to me, man, it's like, it's crazy because, you know, I'm divorced now um, and I'm entering like, you know, different parts of like life now, but, but, but trying to find new, new things to motivate you, mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm, I'm motivated all over again, you know? But I also think that, that it's, it's instrumental that, that you do, you do take your W's though, and you, and you spend your time like them because we accomplished something that's never been done before. Right. Everybody been trying to break somebody from the Carolinas forever. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that from all OGs, Fifty the Buster, the you know Diddy. Everybody didn't say it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that that you know we we have a lot of moments, man. But 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 to me, I think that that sometimes the moments that that I cherish aren't the moments that society cherish, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's just me, Mm -hmm. that's just me.
2: Yeah, I can can dig that though. Appreciating the, sometimes the smaller things in life are like the biggest things
0: in life, you know, for real. And it keeps you focused, it keeps me focused because you know, I can get out here and be like, oh wow man, you know, I can show cars and houses and do all that stuff, you know, I can can, can play the big boys all day, I can show jets, I can show all that, but they ain't my character, bro. I I come from a humble background, And, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's mm-hmm. hip-hop, you know? But I just feel like, you know, people. Got, I got to show people different, different sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm older now, man, so it ain't really nothing that I really want when it comes mm-hmm. to materialistic stuff, you know what I mean? My goal is, is power in, in certain things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. should. I come from nothing. So at the end of the day, what I got billions or millions or, or nothing, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm acting the same way. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna freak out. Oh God, you know? Everybody can't do that though. Wow. Yeah. Some folks, they lose it, man. They, got, they, they gonna off themselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be bad, mm-hmm. you know? So so I just, I just keep my circle tight, man. And I still want to make sure everybody around me are in place. Yeah. So when I say, all right, cool, I'm peace. Cause I'm joyed. I'm walking away from it myself. Right. I'm not gonna, you ain't walking away from me. I'm walking away from this, you yeah. know, at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think you only can do that because right now you're really doing it. I'm really doing it for everybody else. Yeah, really ain't really even doing it for me no more. Mm-hmm. You know, I set my life up to do it for everybody else. Got to be got to be good, so your money can make babies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, coming up and and even maybe today. Um, do you have any mentors um, mm-hmm. in the game? And then how would you how would you say um important it is to have mentors when you want to come up
0: like i said jack gordon you know rest in peace to him that owns a lot of music record Mm -hmm. store i had i mean you got to think bro my mom and dad broke up when i was six years old you know he was in miami you know she was out here actually four years old um my mom and married to my stepdad for a while but even though you know when you don't grow up with your real dad it's a void so Jack, anybody that can show somebody else his kid or raise somebody that's his kid, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he raised me, that's not. that's disrespectful to my stepdad, he did a good job. But at the end of the day, anybody that can show you love and and and, and show you a different way mm-hmm. and instill something in you, because he never had a son, that's big, what well, he did later. But that's big because it's, it sets you in a way, where damn, this ain't even my dad doing this. Mm-hmm. That's more powerful than your dad doing it, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because this guy is taking time out. So, Jack Gordon is a mentor. is a mentor. But, like I say, Paris Johnson gave me my first job, you know, and, and I got a lot of respect for Parrish. You know, Benny Pugh gave me the job at Epic and the job at Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to L.A. on Father's Day, you know, and, um, and just told me Happy Father's Day, and, and we talked about some stuff, you know, just via, like, text. But, I mean, I think that you have different mentors, the different people that you look up to as far as like how they did it and and, and and what they did. But um, you know, man, I got also got mentors that, you know, the dude that was in the neighborhood that wasn't selling dope, that was just had seven stores and cleaners and damn, this dude got seven dry cleaners in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and he for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Shit, I gave him I'm like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you did before you got it, you know, like I'm I'm more intrigued by that type of shit, because I mean, like, I feel like anybody can get a bag, you know? Mm-hmm. But you ain't really doing nothing to me. That, that's, that's, like, that's like a cheat code, you know what I mean? And that's not the diss and say, I'm perfect. That's you know, just a diss to be like, what's intriguing to me and what you do is two different things. Right. When, you can, when you can maneuver in a way where people don't expect you to win and win, mm-hmm. that's, I take that and like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a real mentor, you know? Yeah, not that's
2: real um what message would you give to upcoming and aspiring uh managers uh you know label heads uh aspiring moguls what type of um game would you share with them um as as they're on their come up
0: you know oh man shit! i think at the end of the day man it's like what i would tell them you know a lot of managers a lot of labels man is is just keep it real bro like a lot of times as a manager, you shouldn't try to be an artist. You know, as a CEO, you gotta be the CEO. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a cool-ass parent. I got a cool-ass mom, but I respect her. Even though we're friends, mm-hmm. I don't play with her. You know what I mean? I still respect her. I think that a lot of times that, you know, as a manager, you know, I don't smoke with my artists. I ain't be drinking like that with my artist, because at the end of the day, I don't, they got their own friends. It's a certain type of respect that they've got to see to really respect what you do, because you, you sign a contract, you sign a career. You know, so, so I think I would tell managers like, keep in mind this is a business. This ain't nothing, this ain't, you out there, we're in the strip club, we're doing all this wild shit you together and everything looks like it's all funny games, but it's just a business. Yeah. And one thing about artists, they watch. They watch if you get more girls than them. They watch if you smoking and drinking more than them, no matter how, they watch everything. So, you be thinking that you you cool, but they really laughing at you like, wow, man, this dude is drunker than me negotiating my contract. It don't matter how drunk and how I am, because I can do what I want to do. I'm an artist. So, you know, I think that I would tell them first to keep, to keep the business and the personal life separated. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to go wild out loud, all right, guys, good night. I'm going to hang out with my friends and do some crazy shit myself. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you know, that's what I do. <laughs> I give it to y'all later. If I want into, I'm going to do it on my own, you know? Mm. But I think that I would tell them that. I would also tell them, man, that like, it's okay to, to, to give the artist a little bit more. Mm. It's okay to like put certain things in your contract that, that may lean, you know, as a fair game to the artist. You know, of course, the labels got to be labels that make their money. You know i ain't, I ain't never going to tell you that because we put a lot of time and investments into these mm-hmm. these artists but i think that that you know the main thing i would say with i see a lot of managers and ceos not keeping the business mm-hmm. the whole way even with the labels even with the jvs mm-hmm. it's just business because you know the minute your artists ain't hot no more you gonna have a hard time getting everybody out of the phone and getting everything you wanted to get before them budgets gonna close up the whole nine so so I'm careful about who I go in business with mm-hmm. because unless you really like the artist and love the artist, I won't do the deal based on you liking me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the deal based on you liking the artist and that's why I like it being free. And I'm gonna do the deal based off of uh, what fits. Mm-hmm. If it fits the criteria and I feel like, you know, you ain't gonna run when it's gonna get tough, cause I know what I signed up for. I signed up, if you go to jail, I'm coming to get you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you waste all your money, I'm I'm probably gonna bail you out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying like I'm gonna go broke messing with you now if you ain't getting the picture. Because now you like you toxic to everybody. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of the day, I know what I signed up for. So people call me all the time and ask me about certain things. You know, I'm like, nah, I know what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. This ain't this ain't Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You know, we corporate but we ain't corporate, you know? Mm-hmm. So um I I think you gotta know what you're signing up for because this business comes with a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, most, it's the most dangerous place in the world for rappers right now. Yeah. You know, so it ain't even sweet no more out here in the streets, right. it's the streets. Yeah. You know, so I think that's be really the best advice that I can give you though, is keep the, keep the oh. business intact. Okay, word, well, right, word.
2: Well, right. yeah. um, Arnold, you got any laughs, uh, you got any shout outs, any final thoughts, anything that you'd like to share?
0: Nah, no doubt, no doubt. We're off the porch with it. You know, to me, it's, 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 it's shouting out what we got going on from, from uh, South Coast Music Group, SCMG, I think that, um, that, you know, we got films, movies, studio facilities come in, you know, um, merch, clothing lines, um, man, real estate, <laughs> you know, which we've already been doing forever. Uh, SCMG International is what I want to talk about the most though. I'm starting SCMG International, uh, International to have our office in Miami, and then we have obviously have the, the SCMG uh, proper U.S. in Charlotte. We're going to integrate, you know, a Latin artist, a UK artist, a Nigerian artist, and it's like we're starting with Baby and Devito. You know, every, every all of my artists will have, you know, integrated songs with with, with certain artists of different countries, and I think that that that's important because anybody really did that right. When you, when you put together a Nigerian kid with a kid from Puerto Rico, that's like, wow, that ain't supposed to happen. Right. So to me, you know, I don't want to get too much of the sauce away, but SMG International is important to me because just like the cultures that I've been around and, and, and back and forth, you know, from the Crib to Charlotte, I think it's important that, uh, that that label, that my label was started that way so we can integrate, mm-hmm. how I want to integrate. So that's, look for that to launch real soon. Okay.
2: All right, word, word. Man, Arnold, appreciate you jumping off the porch with us, bro. No doubt. Yes, no doubt. No, thanks for having me. Yes, sir.
0: No, I might be next to bro. Still